You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. I don't think we are being consistent in all the rules, you know, in the offense. As consistent as we can be in the plays, and um, it just comes down to us being on the same page. And I don't think we have that right now. We're still kind of, you know, growing, going through those growing pains right now, but. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Where would you power rank the Green Bay Packers out of the top 32 NFL teams? We can get into that. We can post that as our Iron Jock poll question. Ryan just put it up in tiers. So like 1 to 10, 10 to 20, 20 to 30. Uh, But you can chime in and kind of put specifically where you'd want them. I'm Jim Rutledge alongside Molly Brown. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The Mountain Blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush Coors Light. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. That's what I want to ask you is where do you have the Packers ranked in your preseason rankings? I have one in front of me right now, 24, and that doesn't feel that far off. Because 24 has them behind the Commanders, the Giants, the Steelers, and New England, but in front Mm -hmm. of Atlanta, New Orleans, Vegas, Rams, Colts. Tampa, Houston, and Arizona. I don't hate that, but then when you think about what the record has to be to be that low, wouldn't that be like a four? Well, no, five? I think I think if you have twenty four, that's probably somewhere between five and seven because New York at twenty one was a playoff team last year. Yeah. So because this is obviously all the NFL, I would say that, in, in I'd say like it's starting at twenty eight. You're starting to look at where the Rams, Colts, Tampa, Houston, and Arizona. Those are teams are looking at five or less wins. Okay. I think the Packers were at twenty four, somewhere between that five and eight win range. So if I said that they're going to have eight wins, mm-hmm. what numbers are we looking at? Like, what tier are we at for that? Eight wins? That's yeah. probably... So this one has Chicago at 16, so that's probably somewhere in that 16 to 20 range. I wouldn't be mad at it. So I feel like that's... I feel like 24 is... It's better than half. Almost. Like, Washington, out of the teams in front of them, Washington's the only team I'm like, okay, maybe not. Washington finished with Washington the sim- beat them last yeah. year. Yeah, and uh, they believe in Sam Howell. So... Let's get some music running here, and uh, I will just run down this list, and Molly, you can hop in. But again, 844-770-3776. Where do you have the Green Bay Packers in your preseason rankings? We're going to throw it up uh, on Twitter for our Iron Jack poll question, so you can just chime in as well if you want to go 1 through 10, 10 through 20, or uh, 20 to 30. I'd have them in that 20 to 30 range, but on the higher end of that 20. Uh, any issue? I don't see any issues. You just tell me. You hop in if you have an issue here, Molly. Kansas City, number one. Yes. You, oh, you're good. Oh, okay. sorry. Hop in if you have an issue. All if right. I have an issue, sorry. Yeah. All right, Philadelphia, <laughs> number two. All right, San Francisco, number three. <laughs> How long do we San wait? San Francisco, number three. Oh, number three for yes, them. That's wow. Your time. Yeah. Their quarterback situation's interesting. Now, Brock Purdy's healthy now, and they won, what, eight out of nine gonna, games with him. But are they going to have him be their starter? Oh, if he's healthy, yeah, he's definitely going to be their starter. You think he beats out Trey Lance? Trey Lance is... Have you? Uh, I, he is having a awful camp. Like, oh, really? Like we all laugh, or maybe Bears fans laugh at the videos of Jordan Love missing the the net on some throws and, and having some oh, rough it's throws. Bad, bad. It's worse. Oh, like he's just overthrowing like coaches. It's like I wonder if something like his confidence might be broken. I was going to say that's probably so much in his head. Yeah, but he has a lot of rebuilding to do. I think they're going to roll out there with Brock Purdy. I think Trey Lance will be number three. I mean, how do you move away from the guy when you won with him? Um, 
I don't know if I like them at three. That seems really high, but I also think they're a good team. All right. Bengals at four. Okay. All right. uh, Jets at five. What? (laughs) This is like when when the pack... Now I know how it feels. When you look at the Green Bay Packers (laughs) and you're like, just because they have Aaron Rodgers doesn't mean that they're going to be one of the top five teams in the NFL. No. All right. Six, Buffalo. Yes. And this is the final year of their run. Okay. Market. Chargers, seven. Ooh. God, that seems so high. I don't know. Okay, that's fine. What do you think the number one team in the North is on this list? They are chalking in at number eight. What do I think the number one team in the North? Yeah, like, so they're, they're number eight on this list. So who would you put from the North? I'm giving you a hint. It's an NFC North team. Okay. Uh, Vikings? Nope. Detroit. What? Number eight. They were an eight, what, an eight-win team last year? Uh, nine wins. Nine win team nine last year, yeah. and so the number eight probably puts them somewhere that. I mean, they got nine Montgomery. To Twelve. They got Montgomery. They got two first round picks. I think they got two second round picks, and they had a nice. How about streak those guys at the that are like suspended? How long are they suspended for? I, uh, Quintus Cephas is for the years. He's not important. Williams Cephas didn't really play last. Waved, actually, yeah, they, they right. released him afterwards. And I Williams think, didn't play much last year. He didn't play, but he's supposed to be an over the top, right. like Christian Watson level, beyond Christian Watson even. Right, but I mean the fact that they won nine without him last year, yeah. really. That I, I believe mean, he suspended six games yeah. too. Mm, okay, that's enough. Um, Baltimore number that's nine. That's wild. Uh, Baltimore, sure. Dolphins ten. Mm, if Tua can stay healthy and is better than he has been in the past, sure. All right, Dallas 11. <laughs> little context right in front of Jacksonville and Seattle. Interesting. Uh, I would put them lower, Okay, I think. And then uh, we talked about Jacksonville, Seattle, 12-13. Yeah. Denver and Carolina, 14-15. Carolina. Woof. All right, Chicago, 16. Just outside I like the top. It. I it's like basically it. right in the middle, which I yeah. kind of fit the. I like think they're going to be better. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland, 17. I hope not. Uh, Minnesota, 18. Higher. So, this what I like about this poll is it kind of tracks with what these teams have done in the offseason and how they were trending last mm-hmm. year. That Detroit trending really up and they added Way in the offseason. Chicago 0 8 one score games. You assume that gets better, and then they added a lot more talent. They're I mean, going to they help Justin inclu- Fields. Yeah, they <laughs> they probably increased their talent by forty percent. Now they had a long way to go, but they added a boatload of talent on offense and even on defense. Remember, they added Tremaine Edwards and TJ Edwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota, on the other hand, has been shedding players. Yeah, their so, defense like, is completely dropping unknown. Eighteen to me is a fair drop there. Nineteen is Tennessee. Okay. That, so here's where we get to the mix of like. I could see the Packers being better or worse than any of these teams. Right. So Tennessee, Washington, Giants, Pittsburgh, New England are all right in front of the Packers. Any of those jump out as really bad for you? Uh, Giants. No. Like, I see the Packers beneath those teams. So it's funny, and we can run through the, forget the rest of it because we got to get off to uh, throwing stones. I honestly, if I'm looking at this, I can see the Packers going anywhere from, I would say, probably 14th in the NFL to 32nd. Wow, like I, I mean, I honestly, hope you're I, wrong in terms of that. But I think they have a hard ceiling of 14. I don't think their floor. I guess maybe 30th. Maybe they're gonna be better than Houston or Arizona. Tampa, you could at least sell themselves that they could find lightning in the bottle with Baker Mayfield going back to what he was. That's true. Um, and then the Rams, if Stafford comes back, I have the Packers beating Tampa. So and then, and the Rams. So I'll go 29 because I think Houston, <laughs> Arizona, and the Colts will definitely be worse than the Packers. 
that's Colts have a lot to figure out. That's what I'm saying. I think those three teams unquestionably yeah. worse than the Packers this year. Now, I'm not saying the Packers can climb higher, but I think they're also capped at around 14. And I'd say that really for anyone. 14 is a good number. If they landed at 14, I would be happy with the season. Yes. Uh, and I think 16 would be really good, too, because that's just right at right, the... Right. You're in the middle of the pack. Right in the middle of the pack there for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, <laughs> if you're in the market for a new or new to you uh, Chevy Silverado or Colorado, I recommend Simden Chevy in Mount Horb. Only minutes away from a better buying experience. I had a better buying experience over there. You should, too. This is Rutledge Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Starts with an N and ends with a G. Can you change my mind? Nothing. N A G nag. You say nothing. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm very proud that I got that one real quick, like right off the bat. Ryan was like mad. Well, I was just like I should have. No, I, I thought of something right away. I was like, idiot. Good. He's like nag. Moron. <laughs> Jim keeps nagging me all day. God. Goodness. All right, that was just a little dad joke pun there I, I had wanted to throw out there to everyone. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Let's throw some stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. No, 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 this no, is Throwing yes. Stones, presented by Metro no, Kia of Madison, no, no, Madison's no, trusted no, Kia yes. dealership. Yeah, guys, so it's time to throw some stones here on Rutledge and Hamilton. Each and every day, I scroll the app formerly known as Twitter, and it leaves me with a whole lot of questions, more than enough I can answer myself. So I come to Jim and Molly looking for answers. We'll scroll those answers throughout, and at the end, we crown our winner of today's Throwing Stones. So we've always been talking a lot about the college dorm life today. That was the really the first uh, half of our first hour, so... Made me think the Badgers have their fall training camp out at UW Platteville this year. They left Madison to sort of, you know, kind of have a team getaway, a little more bonding exercises while they're away from the Madison media, even though the Madison media just followed them out there anyways. But it made me wonder if you guys had to go to a summer camp with some of your friends from college and you had to pick one of the UW system schools to go and spend that camp at, which one are you picking? Jim? I'll start with you. Ah, uh, man. I guess I'll just go with one that I know, and I'll go with UW-Whitewater. Uh, nice campus. My parents went there. I used to go down there for homecoming and stuff like that when we lived in Fort Atkinson. It seemed like a good mix of party it's school. It's a big homecoming weekend. Yeah, yeah. Well. So I think that would be a good spot. I know the area a little bit, and there's good camping, good partying, good uh, there's some water around there, too. So I, I, would, I would take UW-Whitewater. Plenty of bottle uh, decorations going yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to the Warhawks. <laughs> 
Um, UW Oshkosh, Fond du Lac. Just kidding. Oh. Um, I'm totally joking. Uh, I think I would take lacrosse. I, I was That's in lacrosse for a year too. Nice uh, area. I've never. I've been through lacrosse a million times. So how we get to Iowa, right? But um, like I don't. I don't even know where the school is, but I always hear that lacrosse just is like a fun area for college kids. Similar and like, to Whitewater, good good party town. It's a really pretty city. Yeah, too. yeah. Um, I live right on, yeah, right on, yeah. You're right on the Mississippi. Right you can yeah. go boating. You can yeah. go over to Minnesota really I'm sorry, easily. How do you go to Iowa? Well, okay. It just depends. <laughs> it depends which grandparents we're going to. If we're going uh. to my dad's side, then we to go through Dubuque. If we go to my mom's side, they're further up north towards like the Minnesota border. So then we go lacrosse down through Minnesota. Got you. Because she's like two hours from Minneapolis. Because it didn't make any sense to me. I was yeah, very yeah, confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just depends where we're going. All right. <laughs> I, like, I, I get you it. You need to open up Google Maps. <laughs> Put the address into Apple Maps and do it. Someone gave you bad directions. <laughs> Look, travel is confusing, Jim. And travel and the confusion that's coming with that is part of the conversation about this new college football expansion with the Big Ten. But... Looks like it might get a little more complicated soon. The Big Ten, uh, sources say, have begun preliminary talks to potentially add Washington, Oregon, Cal, and Stanford to the conference. This comes after they just added USC and UCLA to the conference, who are set to join next season. So I ask you guys, is expanding to 20 teams in the Big Ten, is that appetizing to you, or does that make you more excited for the future of the Big Ten going forward? Molly, I'll start with you. So I'm excited for these teams to come here because I do think it's going to be fun. And I would rather watch those teams over Maryland, Rutgers, meh. But I don't like the expansion. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want there to be multiple conferences. I think the Pac-12 was a cool conference on its own. I hated that we never get to watch the games here because they're all on at, like, 11 o'clock our time. Yeah, they're finishing at 1 a.m. most of the time. Yeah, like, that sucks. But, like... I used to go to U of A games all the time. Arizona, like, loved it. It was fun. All those teams that they would play, they were exciting teams to watch. Good football. Totally different football than the Big Ten. And I just, I don't know. It's going to be weird. It's definitely going to be weird, but it kind of just, either going to be the Big Ten or the Pac-12. I mean, like, either you're going to get bigger or you're going to disappear. So, add the teams. We'll all adjust. Their playing styles will adjust. Big Ten football won't look like what it used to. Look, that era is dead. But Wisconsin already moved out of it. They're not mm-hmm. running that ground-and-pound offense here. They are now trying to spread it out a little bit. The defense is a little more modern. Uh, it is a, a defense and an offense I think could carry into adding more teams that are technically maybe finesse. It just is what it is. So I, I'll take it. You'll see some new teams. I get tired of seeing the same coaches and the same teams over and over again. So if you let go, and I know it's hard to, if you just let go of the, the history and the pomp and circumstance, as long as Wisconsin keeps their main rivals, I'm fine. See, so that was my biggest question is, uh, what is the look of football going to be, though? Like What style? Yeah, because like, Pac-12 is totally different than Big Ten. It's very air raid It's much more what we could expect from Wisconsin this coming season with Phil Longo, I'd say. For sure. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's any, interesting. You guys got any parting words for the Pac-12? Feel anything for it? Any sentimentality when it comes to that? Uh, I mean, you like you said, Molly, you went to a- U of A. I mean, or you were, grew up as a fan of U of yeah, A. Yeah, we went said. to games all the time. Um, not nah, just like there were such great memories of like, we were talking about him just yesterday when we were all talking about the quarterback show. Marcus Mariota was insane when he yeah, was at Oregon. At Oregon. So, I mean, if, if some of that like speed and... Um, just that quickness of the Pac-12 could come to the Big Ten would be awesome. Will they ever change the name of the Big Ten? 
The Big 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Big 25. The Big like. 25 pretty soon. Probably yeah. just be big. The Big 2? The SEC and the Big 10, really? Well, yeah, and I think as far as style of play and that side of things, I honestly think it could just be split where you're going to have like kind of ALNL, so the playing styles could be different mm-hmm. of like the teams out West are only, Big 10 in name only. And then like at the end of the t- at the end of the year, there's a. I mean, at this point, you have to have like a Big Ten playoff to get to the Big Ten championship game. Yeah. If you have 20 teams, you almost have your own playoff system to get to the actual championship game. Will they expand the season? I mean, so then you can play more of these teams throughout the year. Yeah, I mean, that's more TV slots. That's more revenue. I don't know if they expand the season. I just think you're going to be, and this could be good uh, for the fan, but it's not great for like the Buffalo of the world. Like, I feel like those games are just going to be eliminated. Oh, the group of five teams. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you're uh, just going to be playing. Uh, the same, and then you're just going to rotate through the conference. So what do they have right now? 12, 10, 11 games? 12 regular 12, season 12 games. regular season mm-hmm. games. So yeah, I think you're going to have a core of like maybe five or six, the teams you always play, and then the rest are all going to be mixed into the big, but they'll all be like big 20 or big 10 conference teams. Honestly, I won't be mad if they get rid of those first three weeks of games or however many weeks it is. Really? Yeah, not a fan. That's what I get excited Horrible. for about Yeah, because they're going to win those games. That's the only reason well, why. Yeah, sometimes they hopefully. Well, not Washington State. They'll be playing Alabama. I mean, yeah. it could be a lot different that time around. All right, but my final stone here today, getting away from the college football angle, some bigger news out into the universe. Apparently, NASA, the National Aeronautics Space Administration, is launching <laughs> their own streaming platform this summer. Okay. NASA Plus. The service will have no ads. And it's apparently completely free. So I ask you guys, what will be a bigger hit with the stoner crowd? NASA Plus or Taco Bell commercials? Jim, I'll start with you. Taco Bell. I didn't know Taco Bell commercials were a big hit with the stoner crowd. I'm gonna oh, go. With- you haven't been. You haven't been using that. Uh, that. Uh, what, what was it? The. Uh- your yeah. daughter's room? Yeah, your daughter's room. No, but the uh, jellyfish light? You haven't been looking at the jellyfish light enough. No, it looks I, just I, like a Taco Bell ad. Apparently, I guess. <laughs> so I will say the NASA stream because it's like stars and planets and you can just sit there and look for aliens. So I, I would go with uh, I would go with the uh, the NASA stream. Uh, I'm going to go NASA stream. And I'm glad that you said that it was free because when you first started talking about it, my initial thought was, great, another thing that we got to pay for separately from like cable TV. Um yeah. Side note. Did we go to the moon? Oh, come on. Uh, yeah. Answer my question. Do yes. you think so? Yes. yes. Absolutely on the moon. Yep. Without yes. question. Maybe not the first time, but we've been there since. The first time? The first time was the only time that we went, wasn't it? No, they no. sent multiple missions. Yeah. There was the like Apollo 12 and 13 and 14 and up to like 18, I think. Oh. 13 didn't make it. 13 didn't. Oh, yeah. They made a movie about that one, didn't they? <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. I'm sorry. I apologize. Everyone was okay, right? Yeah, everyone made it out yeah, there. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the Tom Hanks movie. Great yes. movie, by the yes. way. Great movie. That is a good movie. Too bad I didn't remember it when I was thinking about throwing stones today. But I will have to say, uh, Molly, your eulogy for the Pac-12. I gotta give it to you. Wow, did I actually win throwing stones? There you go. <laughs> I think so. You're the U of A fan. You Shout out. I mean, you may not be as excited for college football season as I am, but what you had to say got me excited. I'm excited. We're one month away from Badger football. Yes. It's crazy. It's crazy to think. Four more Saturdays. Let's go. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Close 
going in it right away. Um, it's a story for another day, but um, it would have been awesome. Well, why why for another day? Um, I have to get more. I have to get more information uh, about it before I really talk about it more. But um, it would have been cool. Yeah, I thought that that seemed like able to go back home and uh, that it was going to be a big deal to be able to do that or at least try to do that. So, I'll, I'll yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, it wasn't really an option. That's all I'll say. Okay. JJ Watt, cryptic on his chance to play with the Green Bay Packers. That would have been the offseason. I think last offseason, is that what that was, or was it two years ago? I think it was two years ago when they were looking at signing. Before Jordan. Arizona, yeah. Yeah, because he signed that one-year deal with Arizona, and then this past season was his final season mm-hmm. with Arizona, right? Yeah. Yes. Wow, what was going on during that offseason? Uh, I think there was some Aaron Rodgers drama, right? I mean, that's pretty much an evergreen statement at this point, right? Since the final few years of Aaron Rodgers, wasn't it? I'm just curious what he was saying. Well, I can't really say it until I know more information. What does that mean? I'm guessing it's something along the lines of the Packers weren't interested or weren't going to pay him what he like gave him a low ball offer or something like that. Did the Cardinals end up giving him like a 18 million dollar a year? I contract? believe it was something. A, yeah, it was it, a lot. It was a big one, and it's I mean it's obviously far bigger than the Packers ever really do for signing free agent, especially ahead of the season, right? But like, were any of you even mad that like JJ Watt didn't come to the Packers? Because in my mind, he wants a lot of money, and he's typically never staying healthy. That year, he did play. He got hurt mm-hmm. at the end of the year, but he did play well and, and did play. Probably could have helped the team. And I would just say it's just another example of those out there who want to just blindly defend Aaron Rodgers that it's just another example of all the crap that Aaron was pulling when he was here with Green Bay had a negative effect on the team. Set aside the vibes. Mm. Just look at... Whether it was, I think I, I, so Molly, you and I were talking yesterday. I have a new nickname for uh, Aaron Rodgers. I call him Governor Rodgers because he put a governor on how much he was going to be a good uh, teammate for the Green Bay Packers. He said, I'll give you 80%. I'm not going to go out and hang out with the young teammates. I'm not going to put an extra work for that. I'm not going to uh, take less money. I'm not going to try to recruit guys. I'm not going to try to keep Devontae here. I'm just going to uh, throw the football and be the best football player I can be, but you're gonna, I'm going to be a good governor on how much you're going to get from me. And that's just another example of that. The Packers are having to deal with that with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if J.J. Watt would have put it over the top, but I think it's an example of Aaron Rodgers' drama and bullcrap negatively affected the Packers' ability to even try to do something. Well, so my mind kind of immediately jumps to, I think about Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that Tom Brady, somebody who's super conscious about the things they're putting in their body, all the all the different things that he worry about worries about, right, in order to stay at yeah. the top of his level. Do you think that he's the guy that's going to go hanging out with all the 20-year-olds that are coming to the team? No, I don't think he is. I don't think that he's being besties with all these guys and constantly putting in off-season work with all of those guys. But he did... But oh, go ahead. he does other things to compensate for it. He will take less money in order to bring in good people. So say like a J.J. Watt, he would do something different to his contract, restructure in whatever kind of way that he needs to in order to bring in the talent that is necessary in order to get them to the championship. And he's done that all throughout his career. Yes, and Brady, whether it's the contract building, whether it's my understanding, I think most of the time, if not all the time, he was there for all of the off-season stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I would imagine that there were times that Brady still did some sort of work. You know, there's there, there's something to be said about Aaron saying, like, your lives, you're older and all that. But also, remember, single man, no kids, Aaron Rodgers. Yep. So you literally just, you can do what you want with your life, but if you're that guy and you're a football player, what else are you doing? Like, if you want to be the greatest. Like, Tom Brady, married, kids, marriage is on the rocks. Like, he's trying to solve a lot of problems there. And I'm not saying that... But that does matter. Like, there's something truly holding him away instead of Aaron just like, what? You want to do more ayahuasca? And it's just hang out in California? Or, like I said... Which is... Yeah. It bothers me more. It seemed like he went out of his way to just not give it all. Like, he could have given more. We're seeing that in New York. He could have given more. Mm-hmm. But he was transactional. He's transactional in his affection and, and what he wants to do with things. But don't you kind of think about it like a relationship, yeah. right? Like, how much effort are you going to put into a relationship that you're just like, I'm not happy. I'm just kind of staying with you to stay with you. Yep. But I'm not going to do anything to further advance our relationship together. That's almost what this feels like. And yep. now it feels like the Jets are his new girlfriend. And he's putting in all this work because he's happy with this person, all the excitement of the new relationship, yeah. everything like that. But he didn't want to do that with the Packers because he was unhappy. Okay, and I, I, I understand that. But what kind of person, what kind of partner is the, is this person? And mm-hmm. Ryan, you can chime in as well, and you can chime in listening as well. 844-770-3776. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. She's Molly Brown. I'm Jim Rutledge. And we're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. What kind of partner is transactional with their effort and affection, because I think it's fair to say that Aaron Rodgers is transactional in its effort and affection, or in this case, like in what he was going to do when he felt the Green Bay Packers were fully in on him, then he gave them his all. But that's transactional. It's not. There's types of people in this world, and not not everyone. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers is a bad person, but that could affect leadership. Mm-hmm. Like for example, my my youngest, uh, my oldest is a sweet girl. My youngest, I'm blown away about like <laughs> she just. Everything is always. I'll give you half of what I have. I'll like and just expects nothing in return. Like that to me is you know a great quality to have, and that's not transactional in when you're doing things. I think a lot of us are transactional, but a lot of us are not NFL quarterbacks, and a lot of us are not trying to be leaders and claiming to be above it all and above this higher plane. It just goes back to Aaron Rodgers being a hypocrite because I think Aaron Rodgers is very transactional in how he wants to give his full um, ability, like his full mental connection to the team or in the relationship side of it he's transactional maybe that's why his relationships don't work either he's transactional as an affection i think it's tough to say i mean when you get down to the relationship level personal relationships right right yeah that's I, fine I, I think that's a little tough but i agree with you that he was definitely it's hard to say he wasn't focused on himself and his career when he made all the moves and all the decisions he made with the packers like he always talked about wanting to be a hall of famer wanting to get one more super bowl and then also at the same time, sort of being very coy about how long he's going to continue playing. He not being sure himself. I don't know. Like as corny as it might sound, it kind of reminds me of the conversation we had at the beginning of the show about these college guys who are just living in their sort of own world in their apartments in their dorms and don't really know what they want, but they're just exploring, taking ayahuasca, having a good time, looking at lava lamps. Like that's kind of what he. That's what he reminded me of a little bit towards the end. He just. He was trying to like find what his true calling and purpose was, and it seemed like that was always being a quarterback, though at times he shuffled his feet and he couldn't really tell. So it felt like he was always focused on himself more than anything else. I think that is fair, and that does make it hard to have a relationship with someone, whether it's a personal one or a professional. So I, went to, I looked up transaction, transactional relationship, okay. marriage.com. So here's what it says. <laughs> it's legit. To keep things simple, and again, we're not gonna, I, don't, I can't speak to Aaron's personal 
relationships. But in general, and I get it, this is business is not personal, but the way I viewed Aaron Rodgers, the, the way that you get this indication, and it really was cemented when he left Green Bay and you saw he left his he left some of the things he could do on the table in Green Bay. He did not go out of the way like he used to to connect with younger players. He did not show up to everything that was voluntary. He did not manipulate his contract to help the team. He did not go to all these extra events. All these things he's doing in New York, he did not do in Green Bay. Less than six months later, he's doing them all in New York with a smile on his face. Mm -hmm. So a transactional personality is someone who never acts positively or negatively if there's nothing to gain. (laughs) So a person with transactional behavior will only give if they can take. This reply. This applies to all the relationships, uh, including a marriage. I mean, this was about a marriage, but like, so that idea of like, Aaron Rodgers was only happy with the Packers when they when he felt that they were giving him everything he wanted. And transactionally, when I ask for something, you give it to me, and you make me feel like I'm the most important person. And uh, that's normal. I'm not saying he's abnormal in it, but as soon as that didn't happen, he then changed his tune. And that to me is a lack of leadership. He's happy in New York because New York has given him everything he wants. That makes him a normal person. It does not make him a good leader. Right. I feel like um, we're going to see what his leadership looks like in New York when things go south, right? Like when the Jets are like, no, we're not going to give you that. Or when they just aren't winning, right? But when it comes to the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, the first thing that comes to my mind is what came first, the chicken or the egg? Is he acting or did he act that way? Because the Packers didn't give him what he wanted? Or was he acting that way and the Packers were like, we're not giving you what you want because of that? You know what I mean? Like, so it's constantly just like, who was at, who was at fault? They both could be at fault. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's just... That's just what like I think it, of. I think What came first, chicken or the egg? They're both at fault. To me, what I always go back with the Pack is just Aaron Rodgers is a massive hypocrite. He is not any of the things he says he is. He is a transact. To me, he screams someone who is transactional. If you give me what I want, I will give you what you want. If you give me uh, all, I will give you all, and that's fine. But that's not what. That's a lot of people. But he does not. He does not project himself. He does not portray himself as that. He portrays himself as this uh, holier than thou, enlightened leader. And that is the issue I have: is that he is full of crap. He's just like the rest of us. The rest of us are very much, I would imagine, very much transactional. A lot of things you do. I'm not saying that's abnormal or wrong. I'm saying he's full of crap because he pretends he's not those things, and that's the issue I have with him. Mm-hmm. He's not a, a great leader. Is not transactional. Think of the best leaders you had in your life. Leadership is not transactional. Aaron Rodgers is transactional with his effort. We saw it. So. That, to me, is important and worth noting. Aaron Rodgers is very transactional in what he's willing to give to the team. And we're seeing that firsthand with the Jets and the Packers over the last year. I would say that, I mean, there's got to be three sides to every story. Your side, my side, and the truth. Rodgers' side, the Packers' side, and then the truth. I think, like what Molly said with the chicken and the egg, there's probably a lot of just underlying resentments between himself and with the team that got in the way a lot of decisions and what the team was willing to do for him and what he held against the team for not doing in prior years of going out to get him free agents or properly investing in the defense, things like that. So I would agree with Jim that he definitely has this transactional nature where he wanted only for himself and he wasn't really focused on the Packers side. But I think at the end of the day, like most relationships that fail, there was that gray, muddy period where it has to be on both sides. And there was 
the Packers did some things that, you know, obviously drafting Jordan Love was probably the ma- major red, fla- red flag in the relationship. But at the end of the day, a good leader, like Jim would say, is probably someone who could get past that and move on mm-hmm. and then do what is best for the team. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Hamilton continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio. J.J. Watt hinted earlier today that uh, on the Dan Patrick show that uh, maybe he could have been a Packer if uh, maybe they're more interested or maybe their Rodgers situation was smooth. There's a lot to read into it, but there is an interesting idea about Aaron Rodgers in 844-770-3776. Uh, the Adam and Madison chimes in. Aaron Rodgers equals very conditional lover. That's the, uh, the Adam and Madison chimes in with that answer on Aaron Rodgers. I would just say that you can't question Aaron Rodgers, the uh, football player. I don't even think you can question Aaron Rodgers, the teammate. I think it's fair to question Aaron Rodgers, the leader, after his most recent actions. Because he clearly put a governor on how much he was willing to give to the actual organization to be a winning team. He said, I will give this much because out of spite, I'm not going to give you the rest. Because we're seeing the rest in New York. New York transactionally, giving him everything he wants. Well, I'll hang out with Sauce Gardner. I'll go to all these events. I'll show up to all the voluntary stuff. We're going to do hard knocks. I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to take less money. I'm going to be involved in recruiting these players. I'm going to do all these things. So clearly, and I understand his feelings were hurt, but that's why I'm not attacking him as the football player or as a teammate. But as a leader, zero leadership has been shown from Aaron Rodgers his last two years in Green Bay, or maybe three years in Green Bay. I mean... Can I can I battle you on that? I don't think I can. I, Ryan, I'm, I'm not going to defend Aaron Rodgers. It, I, I've I spent a lot of time trying to defend Aaron Rodgers over the years. It's it's too hard, and honestly, it is true. His leadership waned down the stretch, especially that final season. Really, him not showing up to training or voluntary OTAs mm-hmm. to work with his receivers that felt like the final straw for a lot of Packers fans. I think, and probably for Green sure. Bay. Yeah, I believe Jason Wildey had an article where people were quoting Green Bay as uh, what was it like conditional leadership? I forgot what the quote was, but or passive leadership. Uh, that's kind of how they described mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, how his leadership changed over the, la- the last few years. Yeah, and I feel like um, it's kind of interesting too, comparing it to the things we've heard come out about Jordan Love, right? Just in like these couple weeks of training camp now, that I feel like you hear like that Jordan Love is approachable. He's very, when he gives you criticism, it's constructive criticism. It's to actually help you and make you feel good. And like his receivers can actually go to him. They can approach him where there's so many things that have come out about Rodgers where it's as soon as he walked in the room, everybody just shifted. You get uncomfortable. You get nervous. You, whatever. Like you weren't comfortable with this guy who's supposed to be leading your team. So how are you supposed to be comfortable on the field? How are you supposed to be comfortable asking him questions? And can you just imagine 
being a rookie wide receiver and having Aaron Rodgers, yes, that'd be super cool to be like, dang, I'm going to be playing with Aaron Rodgers in my rookie season, to them being like, holy crap, I can't even ask him a question because he's just going to yell at me. Yeah, and it's not... I mean, again, you could give him the benefit of the doubt, but again, his actions in <laughs> New York show that he, at a bare minimum, was not making himself open to the young guys. So maybe Aaron wouldn't have bit their head off, but I don't think he made it clear that he wasn't going to. Yeah. And so Aaron Rodgers, the teammate, seems fine. Fine and dandy. Most of the players out there respect him as a teammate, worked hard, and was a good teammate. Aaron Rodgers, football player, even last year unquestionably great. Aaron Rodgers, the leader, I think is the big question there. And I think that is the, the question. I think that's where, again, if I was a Packer fan, I'd be really upset about because we saw he could be a great leader. And we're seeing it again. So he literally just turned it off. Do you think we're going to see him as a good leader in hard knocks six days away? Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see a lot of the old Aaron Rodgers that you saw in Green Bay. And this Aaron in this. I think he turned off that Aaron Rodgers. He just said, I'm not going to give you all that. Which, on a personal level, as a person, the only time that I would be like, hold a grudge and be mad at person for a long time would be if you are purposely not doing everything you can do because of spite or you just don't want to or whatever. Like, that to me is unforgivable. Like, that's the part would drive me insane. If, like, Ryan, you make a mistake behind the board, okay. If you make a mistake behind the board because you think you should be leading the show and you just don't want to be as good as you could be, well, that's infuriating because that's just you willfully going out of the way to not be as good as you could be just out of spite. And to me, those are two different things. In life, too, if someone does something like... I'm going to purposely not be as good as I could be because I don't want to. What are we doing? seems like he was letting that toxic relationship with the front office spill over into how he interacted with his right. team and just everything else he did. It goes back sure. to my original point. If he was so upset when they drafted Jordan Love and it was never going to get by, tell him then. Or when you, before you re-signed your contract, tell him then. Or when you demanded that trade deal, tell him this isn't fixable. I'm going to be a brat. I'm not going to give you everything. Instead of stringing it along. You're a coward. Instead of trying to have another kid, try to save the relationship with another <laughs> Super Bowl trophy, another Lombardi, another contract. It's like those, uh, what's that company where it's like the duct tape on the water that's spilling out? Flex tape. Flex yeah, seal. Yeah, exactly. Flex seal. This is Roger Hamilton. Scalzo and Brust up next.